Hey everybody, welcome back to the Anime Summit Newscast. It's your favorite host with the most, Sam the Bomb, from the Anime Summit Podcast. What up, what up, it's your girl. And it is September 27th, 2019. And I got kind of a, you know what, I've been doing, trying to workshop this a little more. Because, you know, in the last couple of newscasts, I was saying like, man, I really got to cut some of this stuff out, you know. Um, so what I, I figured out, too, that something that I've been doing for like the past four or five weeks was like, I was repeating... Um, like upcoming anime things like I said Beastars like three different times in three different newscasts and I talked about some other ones a couple two or three different times <clears throat> as it gets closer to like the next season which is like right about now it's almost fall season you know I'm not gonna do that no more you know what I mean so like I'm not gonna especially not gonna try and repeat stuff um maybe for the really hype stuff I will you know like especially if they announce things like oh it's gonna stream on here now and whatever then I will, but yeah, just gonna try it. So this one's a bit shorter. Plus, I got big pieces at the end of. Uh, we got big pieces at the end of the non-anime news. We got big pieces at the end of the anime news, and I cut up the rights. I cut out the rights of sale stuff, um, too. Unless it's something really cool, which this weekend there is something really cool on rightstuff.com. Um, there is an Android sale up to twenty five percent off. So like, if you're missing an Android, you know, do it up for sure. There's like. So some of them that are like 43, 44 bucks are like 36, you know, some of them that are 50 are 45. So hit that up, yo, check that out. Um, but yeah, let's get into the newscast, shall we? But first I want to dedicate this to, uh, a very, very important pioneer in anime, uh, a pioneering animator, Kazuko Nakamura. She was 86. They announced today that she passed away. Um, they held a private funeral. Um, I don't know. It doesn't say when, what day she passed away. Obviously, it was recent, um, and they already had her funeral. But uh, Nakamura was a pioneer female animator at a time when the industry was dominated by men. She worked as an animator for uh, Toy Doga, which is the former name of Toy Animation, on its iconic 1958 feature film Haku uh, Jaden, The White Snake. Um, she was also an animator on uh, uh, Osama Tezuka's stuff. She did some stuff for Astro Boy, The Wonder Three. She was even in. Uh, she did some Princess Night stuff in nineteen in the sixties. She's even worked on like, like other stuff that Astro Boy was in. But yeah, she did like a lot of the the uh, animation stuff for the the original Black and White Astro Boy, and she's worked obviously with Legends before, you know. So. She passed away today. Uh, she was 86. I figured she's probably just, you know, old age, natural causes, that kind of thing. But, yeah, for those of you who don't know, like, her, her nickname was Wako-san, so some of you may know her as that. But I want to dedicate this newscast to you, Kazuko Nakamura. We love you, and we love you for putting a stamp, your female footprint, on the animation industry. So shout out to Kazuko Nakamura. So let's get started, yeah? Let's do the non-anime news, which I don't got a lot of, but I got a big piece at the end of this, so we'll take a break, and we'll do the anime news, and we'll get it going. Um, You can now buy the official wireless SNES controller for your Switch. Dude, it's so sick. It, it It's built just like a Super Nintendo controller Um, with the... I'm sure Japan, they got like a Famicom-looking one with the red, green, and yellow buttons but the, here we got one that looks just like the snaps with the with the lavender at y and x buttons and the purple b and a buttons 
And so it's wireless, and then the little lights and the little sink thing are on the bottom of it. So right below the, um, not on the face of it, but right on the bottom edge, right below the start and select button is where the sink and the lights are. So if you remember, on a recent newscast, I had said that they like were releasing all the Super Nintendo games and stuff like that. This is perfect for that, like perfect. If you want to, you know, have that Super Nintendo feel. Obviously, with the older games, when you're playing with, like, wireless, it may feel a little weird. But you don't know. I mean, check it out. It's going to be 30 bucks. Um, and obviously, if you order it, you know, there's shipping and tax or whatever. But a uh, new Terminator game announced coming sooner than you'd think. They apparently were already working on this for a long time. Terminator characters are making cameo appearances in Gears 5, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, and Mortal Kombat 11. But come this December, that's right, that close, you will see them in their own environment in Terminator Resistance, the new game developed by Taon and published by Reef Entertainment. It's a single-player shooter set 30 years after Judgment Day, and you assume the identity of a Resistance Pacific Division recruit Jacob Rivers in your task to combat Skynet in the streets of Los Angeles. Taon, if you don't know who they are, they've done movie games before. One of the games they did before was Rambo the Video Game, which was... I think they they made it to be kind of paired with, like, the... It was on PS3, and it was supposed to be kind of like one of those movie first-person shooter ones, and um, it kind of came out around the, the time or, like, around the, a little bit after the, the, the one movie came out where he goes to Burma or whatever. But... I don't know. Apparently, it was really bad. It's 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 a terrible game. It's got like a three out of ten. So hopefully, they learn from that and they're looking at you know other popular FPS story driven games to like make this Terminator game sick because it the trailer looks fucking dope to be honest with you. But in in a world where FPS is dominated by like Call of Duty and you know Tom Clancy games, it can be a little tough, and Mass Effect and Fallout and things like that. But anyway. John Wick Hex is another game that looks fucking sick. It's based on a movie releasing exclusively on the Epic Games Store on October 8th for both PC and Mac. John Wick Hex is described by Bithel Games and publisher Good Shepherd Entertainment as a fight choreographed chess brought to life as an action-oriented timeline strategy game. Um, if you look at the trailer, dude, it's like it's if you you know what it kind of reminds me of that that game that came out on Steam called Super Hot. It kind of reminds me of that. It looks fucking sick. But if you're a John Wick fan, check that out. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this in the last newscast. I thought I did. But you know how people are modding Mr. X to look like different characters and stuff in the Resident Evil 2 remake? Someone did uh, Thomas the Train Engine. There was somebody else who did, like, someone made, like, Barney or something. Somebody turned Mr. X into Pennywise. And the, the Pennywise f- version the version of Pennywise that's from the newer films and it is legit the most terrifying fucking thing watching the gameplay footage of it. It actually looks like, like it almost looks like resident evil. The guys who made this remake um, over at Capcom did that on purpose. Like they, it looks real. Like it's part of the game and it's just so fucking terrifying watching Pennywise trudge through doors and chase after you at like a, a, a fast walking motion. It's just, ugh! Oh my God. 
I did not get a chance to play this and review this today, but Mario Kart Tour is now available on mobile devices. It is available on iOS and Android app stores. Apparently, it's really fun. It's really awesome. You can do multiplayer. Um, I, I, I heard that it's a lot like they were talking about it on a radio station that I listened to on the way in to and from work. Um, uh, it's called My Talk. And they they were talking about their it's, – it's kind of like the, the hosts on there are kind of like older. so But they like, you know, are hella into apps and shit. But they were talking about Mario Kart Tour today. It was really funny. Um, so if I'm not listening to podcasts, I'm listening to them. But like – they fucking were describing it like kind of like Dr. Mario World, which is really cool because I've been playing Dr. Mario World ever since it came out. I actually was I play it every day. Honestly, I play about 10 minutes every day because it's just like perfect for me to wait through stuff. But I, I it, they said it's like it's basically like that. So you can do in-game purchases to help you, you know, boost your shit. Um, but you don't have to, which is like what I appreciate because like earlier Nintendo games, like before Pocket Camp came out, Earlier, mobile Nintendo games were, like, you had to buy it to play the thing, like Mario Run and some other ones, you know? So I'm glad they're kind of going this route, kind of the gotcha route a little bit. Uh, So I'm going to download that on my iPad and play that for you. And I'm also going to review that and also review um, uh, the Gunpla one because I have not reviewed that for you guys yet. So, yeah, Miles Morales targets his first victim in absolute carnage. If you have not been keeping up with the Marvel Universe in Spider-Man, in the Ultimate Universe, Miles Morales has been taken over by a symbiote and carnage. It's called absolute carnage, Uh, Miles Morales. And uh, Cletus Cassidy bonded with the bloodthirsty symbiote carnage has been very impressionable on Miles, and he's basically has told Miles to go and give him... He gave him his first target, and nobody knows what it is yet. People are theorizing that it's, like, a family member. People are theorizing that it might be another important character in the Spider-Verse. But I am going to fucking go read it. Like, it's only two issues in right now, and I really want to go and buy and read these. Like, I love Miles Morales, and I always was wondering, and I was always kind of hoping, and I don't know if he'd gotten taken over by a symbiote before this. I really don't. This is the first time I've ever heard of it, so, like, I don't I don't know, you know what I mean? But to me, this is the first time, so I really, I was always kind of hoping that he got fucking, you know, taken over by a symbiote and seeing what happens. So here's my big piece for the non-anime news. Spider-Man is returning to the MCU as Disney and Sony strike a fucking deal. Woo! <clears throat> I had a lot of mixed feelings about this because at first I was kind of like, wow, what the fuck, Sony? Like, just fucking take it. Disney's giving you whatever. And then, then I kind of was reading more facts about it and reading more shit about it. And Sony was like, no. And Sony kind of stood up to Disney, which, in, in, which, you know, kind of, I should listen to my own shit because I've been on the podcast and on the newscast before saying, like, you know, fuck Disney for buying everything, you know. And I'm also a hypocrite because I'm, like, all excited about Disney Plus as well. But um, Sony and Disney announced today the two companies have come to terms to keep Spider-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for a third solo film. The news comes following last month's announcement that Sony and Marvel parent company Disney could not strike a deal to keep the Web Slinger, which has been licensed to Sony for two decades, in the MCU alongside the Avengers. 
According to Variety's report, the deal was finalized last night with the likes of Sony chairman Tom Rothman, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige, and Walt Disney Studios co-chairs Alan Horn and Alan Bergman involved in the negotiations. Originally, Disney sought a 50-50 financing deal, which Sony rejected, causing the initial rift in August. According to the report, the new deal will see Disney lending Feige the chief architect of the MCU, as producer, in exchange for approximately 25% of the profits from the film. Disney will also keep its merchandising rights and finance around 25% of the film. So, that's good. Disney lowered their shit to keep Spider-Man because they want to keep us all happy. I think that's really important. Sony went up to them and said, nope, with us ain't no 50-50, we don't want to do 50-50. You can (coughs) take some, excuse me, you can take something lower or we're taking we're taking Spidey. And clearly Disney was listening to all the people who were upset about it because now they now struck this deal and now only take 25% of the profits from the film. Which is kind of like, if you think about it, that's only half of what they originally wanted. That's still kind of a lot. It's a fourth. But I mean, I mean that's better. I, if, if Sony's happy with it and they're saying it's okay, then whatever. But that third Spider-Man film starring Tom Holland is set to hit theaters on my birthday in 2021, July 16th. So that is going to be cool. In addition to Phage, Amy Pascal, who produced the first two Spidey films, will also produce. So we got Phage and uh, the same producer as the first two. So hopefully this third one's going to be it's going to be fire. It's going to be cool. So that's my big piece for the non-anime news. Let's get into the anime news and uh talk about some anime it's kind of short like i don't have i've been trying to cut stuff out but i got a lot of cool stuff and then i got big pieces at the end obviously i got a couple like medium size and then i got a big one so yeah let's do it but first let's take a break right here yeah check that out for me okay and always links that anime submit.net you can go there and you can find the links to everything. Our Twitter, our Instagram, our Discord, our YouTube channels, and our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Anime Summit. We, you know, at first we were kind of thinking about doing tiers, but now we're kind of just thinking, just become a patron, pay what you want, and you get all the stuff. Um, obviously, there are some of you who are giving more, so we definitely want to do something for you guys, whether that comes in a tier form or comes in some other form. But I promise you that's coming for sure. Me and Danny have been talking a lot lately about a lot of stuff. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be cool. We're going to do that, okay? So become a patron today, okay? Um, if you want to know where your money is going, I'll tell you where it went just recently. You guys bought me a camera, and it's a DSLR camera, Rebel T280i or something like that. It's fucking awesome. It's an older camera, but it still shoots like in 1080 HD. I can do like 60 frames per second, make really, do really nice photos. So I'm going to use that for vlogging, and I'll give you guys patron-exclusive vlogs like the one that's currently up there right now. So go check that out, okay? And also, I will be posting episodes early on the Patreon page now because now I know how to do it, and not just in the Discord patron chat because not all of our patrons are on the Discord. So... That way, you guys are getting early access to it. Everyone's getting early access to it no matter what, okay? So, check that out. Also, check out the Badass Females in Anime by the Project Manga Podcast. I was a guest on that episode. It is part of their Tangential Tie-In series. 
and I was just on one of their community event live streams, and I think they recorded it, and they're going to put that on their YouTube channel as well. So me and the Project Manga guys are doing a lot of stuff together, and uh, the reason why that is is because um, some of the guys who run it are local homies of mine, and they've been getting some awesome traction, and they came to me for some advice, and they wanted me to be on a show. And me and Danny and Ed have been talking to them over there on their Discord, and they're going to be on our show. Uh, and we hope to get them on there a couple times as, as a recurring guest, just like, you know, Kai and and uh, Manime Matt and just like all them. So it's going to be sick. They're they're sick. They're doing some cool things. They're doing. I like their energy, and um, they're fucking awesome. You know what? While the fuck I'm at it, hold on a second. I got to tell you guys about this other podcast because I just got to fucking say it. He's one of our patrons. He's fucking dude. It's fucking cool. It's a really chill podcast. Really, really smooth energy. I love it's so easy for me to listen to on the way to work. I just love it. I love their I love their energy. I love what they do. But um, one of our patrons, their name is Kenneth. And they started a podcast called the After Hours Nerds Podcast. And it's just like your general kind of nerdy podcast, right? Like, oh, okay, it's like another nerd podcast. But no, like actually, like these guys are just like doing what we do. Like they're just sitting around having fun, you know, poking fun at each other. Really smooth, really chill podcast. And that's the kind of shit I'm into personally just because like, I don't know, like some podcasts can be really boring. And to me, this one's not boring. It's really easy to listen to on the way to work. Um, when I'm chilling downstairs, fixing my Nintendo, waiting for laundry, you know what I mean? Like, it's pretty cool. So shout out to Kenneth for being a patron and shout out to their podcast, the after hours nerd podcast. Okay. So go check that out. I think they have a link tree also, uh, but I will, I will post it in the, the discord announcements as well. Okay. So check it out, G-Unit. Okay, here we go. Sword Art Alicization War of the Underworld anime's promo new video reveals Haruko Tamatsu's opening theme. That's right. It's not a Lisa song, you guys. I'm just kidding. It's not like she does every fucking opening for them. I'm sure other people have to, but I forgot. But yeah, it's actually, it sounds pretty sick, but you can go watch it on their Twitter, the SAO uh, underscore anime Twitter right now. Ayane Sakura joins cast of the Shirabako anime film. Yes, we're getting hyped for this. She is um, a new character that will work in the offices where the main character works. Shirabako film. Alleged Mangamura piracy site administrator being extradited back to Japan. Uh, we talked about this a couple, probably a couple months ago. But yeah, that site got taken down. Romi Hoshino aka Zakai Romi, the alleged administrator of the Mangamura arrived at the Ninoy Aquino International Airport in Metro Manila on Tuesday morning as part of his extradition back to Japan. Fukuoka Prefederal Police will arrest him once he arrives in Japan. The Philippine Bureau of Immigration took the 27-year-old Hoshino into custody on July 7th. Police also arrested another alleged Mangamura-related individual named Wataru Adachi on August 10th, as well as two other individuals. Uh, a 26-year-old dude named Kota Fujisaki and 24-year-old woman named Shiho Ito, who were both reportedly friends of Hoshino. They pleaded guilty while Ito pleaded innocent in their arraignment earlier this month. Uh, it's one of those things, man. And if you... Sometimes Nick comes off as, like, really crazy when he's talking about pirating stuff. Um, 
which I totally get, you know, Nick, like, I know he sounds crazy, but like it, it just, you got to listen to the way Nick says it. Like, I, I mean, he, I know he sound he sounds stupid as hell sometimes, but like it, it, it's, it's the, the issue is this, there was also a lot of up and coming artists who were getting their manga published there. There was manga being published there that was exclusive to there. And now their shit's going to get canned because no one else would like host their stuff, you know? So it's, I don't know. It's really hard being an artist and trying to get your work recognized and trying to get paid for it. That's all. That's how I relate to it. That's just me because I know what it's like. So I don't know. Maybe I'm looking at it all wrong. Obviously, what they did was illegal. I get it. But, you know, there are things out there that were once illegal that we look at it now that are stupid. So even now, there's laws currently in place now that are stupid. You know what I mean? So it's just I don't know. You let me know how you feel about that whole thing, though. Let me know. And, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm ignorant, you know? But anyway, Card Capture Soccer, Clear Card Happiness Memories, Smartphone Game, Video Previews, The Features. This is kind of like a, I think this is kind of like a chill game, kind of like Animal Crossing. Like, you decorate your room, you decorate your living room, things like that. The game will feature the returning cast of Maya Sakamoto's performing the game's theme song, Flash. The game is based on Clamp's Card Capture Sakura. The game will feature new illustrations and game original stories and will also include costumes not just from the clear card arc, but other arcs of the franchise. In the game, players will manage a miniature garden within the town of Tomoeda. By clearing missions, players are able to collect materials to reproduce Sakura's costumes and are also able to freely decorate their own space. So yeah, it's kind of like Pocket Camp, you know, like Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, but it's with Sakura Kinamoto instead. Super cute. I don't know what the missions are, and I don't know what those what those entail but yeah the kyoto manga contest we talked about this a couple months ago the kyoto manga contest winner submissions were published in one volume the winners of the bokura no kyoto manga contest had their works published in a collected volume on september 21st the grand prize winner was yuki matsumoto's kakureya ichizo hideout family the award of excellence went to miki yuasa's kyo no neko no okami-san hari no hi no shimatsu no bunka um, the Kyoto Landlady's Cat is what it's called. <laughs> Additionally, special judge and Kurali rock band vocalist Shigeru Kishida picked Soul Su Young's Time Trip Kamagawa for his special award. There's a total of seven entries included in the volume. Submissions were collected from November 2018 to March 2019, and the contest judges included 10 bookstore employees and Kurali rock band vocalist Shigeru Kishida. Um, so I, I don't, some of these look really interesting. I was trying to find a place to read them, but I couldn't. Um, but if you can, just type in Bokura no Kyoto manga. Um, see if you can find it, because I'm interested to see if someone will translate some of these so I can read them for sure. Um, there are these new tarot cards coming out with Gundam 00 characters on them. And anytime they make like tarot cards out of like anime or other nerdy things, I fucking love it. I love tarot cards. Trisha is also a tarot card reader. So, like, every time I see these, I always show them to her, like, oh, look at these. They're super fucking cute. You know, like, whatever. Do I know if they actually harness the power that, like, a regular deck would? I don't know. I think they're just purely for decoration, to be honest with you. But they are super cute either way. Um, Vinland Saga creator said that episode 11's TV version is cut and the full version is on Amazon Prime. Vinland Saga manga creator Makoto Yukimura made sure viewers knew that the series' 11th episode had some changes when it aired on NHK on Saturday night. 
Yukimura wrote on Twitter on Sunday that the NHK version was smaller in scale, and due to various circumstance, the episode had numerous cuts every quote-unquote everywhere, is what he said. Yukimura apologized to viewers and stated that the full version of the episode is available on the Amazon Prime streaming service. Yukimura elaborated that the issues were no one's fault and related to NHK's status as a terrestrial television station. He is quoted as saying, Regardless, it's unfortunate that the cutscenes won't be seen by everyone, the manga artist wrote. It's a shame when even a bit of the hard work put into the anime production is lost. In short, I'm advertising why you should buy the Blu-ray and watch on Amazon Prime. Kodansha Comics began publishing the manga series in North America in 2013 and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so I don't know where you guys are watching Vinland Saga right now. I currently have to watch it sailing the high seas, if you know what I mean. So it it actually kind of sucks for me because I don't know what exactly is being cut. So I got to find it. I got to look more into it because I was trying to read about it earlier and I was just too caught up in, in doing some other things with Project Manga and... But if you can tell me, uh, if you can find out that for me, I would, I would very much like to know. I know that the last couple episodes have been very, very brutal. So it could have something to do with that. I don't know. But uh, new Data Live anime adapts Data Bullet spinoff novels. The official Twitter account for the Data Live franchise announced on Monday that the new Data Live anime is an adaptation of Yuichiro Higashida's Data Live fragment Data Bullet spinoff novels. The story centers around Kurumi Tokasaki a.k.a. Best Data Live Girl, with voice actress Asami Sonata reprising the role. Sonata will join a special stage event for Data Live franchise at the Fantasia Boomcode Dai Kansha Sai 2019 Festival on October 20th. Um, but yeah, Data Live 3 is coming out soon, right? No, 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 Data Live 3 just happened. That's right. Data Live 3 aired just like a couple seasons ago. And then it was simuldubbed, actually. And then they're getting another series. Oh, you know what? Wasn't it last newscast where I said they were getting another series? It's probably this. It's probably this thing. But, yeah, dude, Kurumi is, like, the best fucking character. She's, like, this goth, like, Victorian goth chick with, like, a rifle, and she can stop time and shit. It's badass. She's a badass. She was kind of a bad guy at first, but now she's she's pulled a Vegeta on us. Speaking of Vegeta, Dragon Ball Fighter's game video features Super Saiyajin, God Super Saiyajin, Gogeta in action. Uh, this is not, like, technically not news, like, because, <laughs> the like, gameplay of this was coming out, like, a week or two ago. But the new character is part of the game's new Fighters Pass 2. So after this, I believe it's going to be, so far it's been Jiren, Videl, and um, the GT Goku and Janemba. And now it's this Gogeta, and I believe Broly from Dragon Ball Super is going to be the last one. Um, so, yeah, dude, fucking, I was watching gameplay of this. And the fusion characters are my fucking favorite characters. I actually main Vegito, um, if you haven't seen on Anime Summit Extra. But I'm definitely going to pick up Gogeta and see if I can wreck shop with this guy. I fucking love Gogeta. I love Gogeta more than Vegito, to be honest with you. But as a character but like as in in the fucking game i don't know vegeta's vegeto is my boy to be honest with you for real for real for real for real mikage llc collaborates with major game company quote unquote for new srpg former imag imagi ceo ryohei mikage's new company mikage llc announced on its twitter account on sunday that beginning on october the company will start developing a new strategy role-playing game in collaboration with a quote-unquote major game company 
if you don't know who Imagipoc is, they did Seventh Dragon. They did the Fate Extra games. They worked on some of the other Fate stuff. Luminous Arc, Seventh Dragon, uh, Time and Eternity, and then they filed for bankruptcy a couple of years ago. So the former CEO started Makage LLC, and it looks like he's trying to return, man. He's trying to come back, and he's working with a quote-unquote major game company. So, ooh, what could that mean? <laughs> uh, Blaze Blue Crosstag Battle Game reveals five more DLC characters for the 2.0 update, one of those characters being Elizabeth from Persona 4 Arena. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Dude, Elizabeth is is foine. I love Elizabeth. The newly announced characters include Silica, a Mercury from Blaze Blue Central Fiction, Toru Adachi from Persona 4 Arena Ultima, Ultimax, Hilda from Undernight and Birth, and Susanu from Blaze Blue Central Fiction. So there you go, man. I'm not big on BB Tag. I, I've, well, first of all, I've never played it, so I can't really, you know, I can't really judge. Uh, but yeah, y'all fucking hear my cat, goddammit. I'm just going to leave that in. Fucking A. I thought I fucking closed the door, but she's a fucking cat right now. Anyway. <laughs> Damn cat. Konosuba's God Blessing on this wonderful world anime film gets 40x screenings in Japan. Bro. Bro. I'm so fucking excited. They're getting... I think this is getting a dub. I'm pretty sure it's getting a dub. Funimation has a... Uh, or Crunchyroll. Was it Crunchyroll? Who did the dub? Someone tell me who did the dub. But I'm pretty sure they're doing the dub for the movie. I'm pretty excited for Konosuba movie. Okay, so do you guys remember... I guess this technically should have been in the non-anime news. Um, but do you guys remember that, like, that big robot battle that was going to happen between America and the U.S.? Because, uh, like, Japan built that robot, the Kurita or whatever. And then America was... You know, America has to be America and be like, Well, anything you can do, I can do bigger. And they were, like, going to have, like, a legit, like, fight with these two big robots with, like, guns outfitted with paintballs and shit. Apparently, that company, the the Megabots company here in America, um, put its giant eagle prime, Mecha, up on eBay to sell it to the highest bidder in the hopes of paying off some of the company's loan before filing for bankruptcy. <laughs> the once formidable robot is pulling in over 100000 a steal compared to the, the U.S. $2.5 million raised to build the thing. And that's just fucking... That's just fucking funny. Um, but yeah, no, they did have the fight in 2018, I think. And they were, like, gonna, like, start, like, a big, like, fighting... Yeah, they did, right? Because I think... I don't remember who won, but I remember seeing, like, a clip of it on YouTube. And they were shooting paintballs at each other, and it was sick. Um... It, that was, like, a couple years ago, right? Or maybe it was just a year ago. But anyway, they were going to start, like, a big, like, actual, like, fighting robot league. Kind of like BattleBots, but with actual, like, big robots that you pilot. And a Chinese company was going to get on board with it as long as, as well as a Canadian company. And I guess that never happened, and it's not going to happen now. Or at least if it does happen, it's going to happen without America. So that sucks, dude. That robot was cool. The Mecha Eagle thing was fucking dope. A Certain Scientific Railgun Anime Season 3... Uh, they revealed a new visual today, and a new. Uh, the, they released the the new visual includes the new opening theme as well. So if you're into Railgun season three, Railgun, ooh, is it wrong to try and pick up girls in a dungeon? They just aired their second 
the second season, I think it was this this season, right? I heard it was pretty good. And I have never finished the first one, so I gotta fucking watch that shit. But apparently it was pretty sweet. It's already been it's already getting a third season. And an OVA. So if you're into uh that show. Booyah. Gunvolt Chronicles, Luminous Avenger, IX Games, Xbox One version delayed due to bug. If you don't know who Gunvolt is or Azure Striker Gunvolt, one of the guys who worked on the game Mega Man Zero, he left and he started a, or well, no, he didn't leave. He just started doing more stuff through his company, Integrates. And Integrates was one of the devs that helped make Mega Man Zero. They made their own side scrolling shooter game called Azure Striker Gunvolt. And this game was supposed to be another Gunvolt game, but you played another character who was uh, the Avenger or whatever. And uh, apparently it's getting delayed. So I don't know if anyone plays Gunvolt out there. I've, I know I've talked about it on the podcast before because they actually had an anime that aired a couple years ago. But if just, just like the only reason I bring it up is because if there's any Mega Man fans that are my listeners, you should play Azure Striker Gunvolt or Azure Blue Gunvolt. I think you can find it on Steam. You can probably just type in Gunvolt and find it. Uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Valpurgis manga ends on October 26th. I have heard a lot of cool things about this manga. Apparently, it's already ending, and I'm not sure how many volumes it comprises, but it, the the manga itself is a collaboration between Gundam Ace and, uh, and Bandai Namco to celebrate the 15th anniversary of Gundam Ace and 30th anniversary of the Gundam video games. So, uh, you know what? It was on Manga Rock, but now, now that Manga Rock is like going legit, I don't know if I can even fucking read it, dog. I'll find it. I'll find somewhere to read it. Sentai Filmworks licenses Ahiro no Sora basketball anime. Here's another basketball anime, man. I don't know. Kurokono Basket and Slam Dunk, they're pretty huge. But the anime will run for four quarters of a year. It's supposed to be long. It's supposed to be long, duck, long. He may be shorter in stature, but Sora Kuramatani can soar and score on the basketball court. With a passion for the sport he inherited from his mother, Sora vows to her that he'll take top prize at a high school basketball tournament. But there's one problem. His new school's basketball club has turned into a hangout for delinquents. Will Sora's sheer tenacity and amazing three-point shooting change their minds and get the club up and running again? Who knows? Find out in the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. Anyway, there's another sports anime for Danny to watch. Banania Season 2 anime's English teaser video streamed. If you've never seen Banania, you should go fucking watch Banania. But the, sec- the second season's coming out. It's going to stream on Crunchyroll. And it's going to be fucking amazing. Uh, Crunchyroll, speaking of Crunchyroll, they're going to stream Black Fox. Man, I remember seeing the trailer for Black Fox like fucking two years ago. What in the actual hell? Can someone explain that to me? I must be stupid, but I swear I seen the trailer, like a teaser for this anime like fucking a year ago. Like forever ago. It's a movie, right? Yeah, it's like a it's like a twenty minute movie. But anyway, I guess it came out in Japan like a long last time ago. But fucking I guess Crunchyroll's gonna stream it, so I'm gonna find a way to watch this because it looks super, super dope. Living in a ninja residence tucked away in a corner of a futuristic city is Rika, the eldest daughter of a ninja clan who looks up to her father, a researcher. Carrying on with her life normally. Rika's home came suddenly under attack one day. Driven into a corner, what she would do to overcome this crisis? Rip darkness to pieces and become black. Uh, become the black fox. Uh, yeah, dude. That's pretty cool. So let me know, dude. If you if you know what I'm talking about, 
You know what I'm talking about. You should go. You should go watch that shit. Uh, Lisa's song Garenge from Demon Slayer, the opening to Demon Slayer, was certified platinum by the Japan Record Association on September 22nd. Garenge, which is like a word for Red Lotus, has exceeded 300,000 downloads, the first track by a female artist to do so this year. The song's music video is also trending with over 5 million views. Fans are still watching the video 60,000 to 70,000 times every day after its debut four months ago. Lisa returned to the series to sing its new ending song, From the Edge, with composer Yuki Kajira. Dude, fucking Yuki Kajira, man. You can't fuck with Yuki Kajira. Like, you just can't. You just can't fuck with her, dude. She's so fucking talented, dude. She's a composer for Xenosaga, Blood the Last Vampire. Like, that's her non-anime stuff. Like, she does Fate Stay Night music. She's done... Uh, Boogie Pop and others. She's done all the dot hack stuff. She did dot hack sign. Man, the OST to dot hack sign, dude. Oh my god, dude. Seriously, can't fuck with Yuki Kadra. Um, Gen Urobuchi writes robotic mecha 3D CG anime obsolete. Dude, remember we were talking about this last week and nobody knew what it was. I guess it's gonna be a YouTube original called Obsolete, dude. So this this is actually full on CG. It's not a CG anime like Berserk. It's actually like full on CG, like fucking, you know, DreamWorks shit, like Shrek. But it looks fucking, oh my god, it looks crazy. And it's gonna be a YouTube original. That's so crazy to me, dude. Oh man. But yeah, remember we were talking about that. Genrobuchi was writing another, doing another mecha thing, and we didn't know what it was. This is what it is. And uh, it's on. Actually, you can watch the trailer on the Bandai Namco official YouTube channel. Which means that, like, we're probably going to get models and shit. Um, I'll tell you right now, though, the mecha design to this looks really... You can tell these robots are supposed to, like, transform or something. And because of the way the pilot rides them. It looks like it's supposed to turn into, like, a bike. But you can attach all these other parts to it and shit. It looks actually kind of sick. I'm not going to lie to you. It reminds me of... um. It was anime. I saw it on Toonami. It was called uh, Immortal Grand Prix. IGPX, Immortal Grand Prix. It reminds me of that, if you've ever seen that. Um, that's fucking sick, dude. It's fucking dope. Space Channel 5 PSVR game launches this fall. If you've never played Space Channel 5, um, it's a fucking rhythm game. And it stars this character named Ulala. And um, in this game, you play as two rookie reporters named Lou and Key. And you work for Ulala. So if you've never heard of Space Channel 5 then you probably had a shitty childhood, and I'm sorry. That sucks for you. That sucks for you, homie. Okay, so here's my... I got two medium pieces, and then I got a big piece. Here we go. Ready for this? I don't know if you guys know who Sturgill Simpson is, but he he kind of came to the, the, the lights probably around 2014 or so, he is a country music singer here in the states. Um, he's been he's his second album was nominated for a Grammy for Best Americana Album. It was listed 18th on Rolling Stone's 50 Best Albums of 2014. Um, I believe his second record was called uh, Meta Modern Sounds in Country Music is what it's called. He's like this middle aged dude. He just plays a guitar, and but like. 
he I don't know he adds like other noises to his music and it's just fucking cool like it almost sounds like he's just kind of trying to write the music that he like grew up on you know what I mean um which is like Guns and Roses and all that stuff you know but anyway I'm not big on new country so of course I had not heard of this man until you know a, a couple days ago but shout out to one of my one of my awesome friends Aaron she used to work with me at, at a store. It was this clothing store uh, called Gordman's, and it was at the it was at the mall. Um, and uh, she was one of my managers actually, and uh, I closed with her often. She was fucking cool. Um, she she has since then changed careers, and now she works for like, oh god, what does she do? She does something that involves like country music actually. So she made this post. Um, uh, she made this post about it today, actually. So I didn't hear about this till today. I knew who Sergio Simpson was like a couple of days ago when I saw his name pop up in like some new shit I was reading. And obviously it was about this. Either way, sorry, I kind of went on a tangent there. But anyway, Sergio Simpson, he has wrote his fourth record that is to be accompanied by an anime film that is now available to watch on Netflix and it is called sound and fury. Um, you can watch the trailer on YouTube, watch it on Netflix right now. Um, this, this, um, record is supposed to be accompanied by the movie and vice versa. The movie is supposed to be accompanied by the record. And it's, it's, it's basically like he wrote the fucking soundtrack for the film and the film was you know they asked him to make it because of the the nature of the of the uh film you know what i mean so it's kind of like this it looks like this fucking it's by the guy who did uh ninja batman or batman ninja and a bunch of other big name people are working on it too like some of the guys who did like some other cg stuff uh i think one of the producers from the animatrix and one of the animation directors from the animatrix is on it too and it's like a 40 some minute film and it's like psychedelic synth rock. There's like blues synth rock in it. There's boogie rock in it. He, he like legit, honestly, like he made like a, what sounds to me like a eighties noir, almost kind of city popish soundtrack. Um, and I wouldn't even, I, I, I mean, I would maybe describe some of it kind of countryish because, like, there's some blues rock in it. Also, I listened to some of the record today and watched as long as, as well as watched the trailer for the movie. And man, it was fucking like, I mean, man, I'm listening to a country artist right now. Like, I, you know, shit. But it's a fucking dystopian anime film. And it, it it's crazy, man. It, it's, it's, it, I can't find the fucking synopsis. Oh, wait, here it is, right here. Hold on a sec. In this anime visual album, a mysterious driver heads deep into a post-apocalyptic hellscape towards a ferocious showdown with two monstrous opponents. Yeah, dude, I, it's it's 41 minutes. It's meant to be a visual and audio, an audio visual spectacle. And it just looks fucking crazy, man. It just looks cool. Shout out to Sturgill Simpson. You know, he's like this 40 some year old country singer. And he's like, I'm going to do some anime shit. Like, that's just fucking cool to me like that's super 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 sick i fucking love it so anyway that was one of my semi big pieces here's the other 
piece that's like even bigger. Um, Sony merges anime streaming businesses under Funimation-led joint venture. Sony is putting even more of its shoulder into anime, consolidating two anime streaming businesses of Sony Music Entertainment Japan's Aniplex with Sony Pictures Television US-based Funimation unit. The deal creates a new joint venture combining Funimation with the French and Australian anime divisions owned by Aniplex, a major anime video and music producer based in Tokyo. Under the JV structure, Funimation will acquire and distribute Japanese anime content across Funimation in the U.S., and Aniplex's Wakanim in France, and Madman Anime Group in Australia. The consolidated group, jointly owned by Aniplex and Sony Pictures Television, will be led by Funimation General Manager Colin Decker. Anime is growing area of importance for us at Sony Pictures Television, SPT Chairman Mike Hopkins said in announcing the JV. By combining these businesses, we immediately increase our global reach and expertise in subscription VOD, theatrical home video, merchandising, events, and more. Um, formation of the new joint venture operating under the Funimation name comes after Sony Pictures Television earlier this year bought Manga Entertainment, a leading distributor of the anime in the UK and Ireland. With the addition of Wakanim and Madman Anime, Funimation will now operate in 49 countries spanning 10 languages and will have about 300 employees worldwide. So they out here creating jobs. Remember, we talked about that, too. We talked about that a couple months ago. We talked about Sony uh, buying manga entertainment and stuff like that. So I wonder, too, if this is also part of Japan's new initiative to, like, spread anime uh, globally. I wonder if that's part of it, to be honest with you. I don't know if it is. It doesn't say anything about it on here being that being part of it. But you know what? If more people get access to anime, that's all that honestly matters to me because anime is something that we can fucking enjoy in you know these times of craziness so that's pretty cool i'm pretty excited you can find a couple different articles on that so here's my big piece okay high dive my anime list website announced partnership high dive announced on wednesday that it has formed a partnership with mal the mal website my anime list website the first feature of this partnership includes featuring my anime list content ratings on high dive streaming platforms my anime list will additionally get an embedded high dive video player to show a curated selection of high dive programming. My anime list rating system became available on high dive on Wednesday. High dive's embedded video player will launch in the fourth quarter of 2019. My anime list launched in 2005, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, what does that mean? Well, it could mean a lot of things. Uh, I have people were saying on my discord, um, on our discord, excuse me, our discord, people were saying on our discord, that, oh, does that mean that Mal, when you go to a Mal page, it's not going to use the Crunchyroll embedded video anymore for the trailers and and the episodes and things like that? Honestly, man, if this is High Dive's way of trying to get on the come up, I would say that that's a pretty good move. I wouldn't say it's like a fucking like deafening blow or anything like that, but it's a pretty good move. Um. You know, me and Danny were talking about, like, hey, we should do a podcast app on, like, reviewing High Dive or reviewing VRV or something like that. And I definitely want to do that soon. Um, I ended up watching I, – I, I, VRV is kind of a weird thing um, because it, like, gives you access to, like, other places or whatever. But I ended up making a VRV account and watching uh, Riding Bean for free on there. You can, there. you can just make an account, and there's free shit to watch. And it was, like, on a big player and everything. It wasn't, like, a little tiny – 
thing like Crunchyroll has, you know what I mean, when you don't have a premium account. It was awesome. And full screen, obviously, if I wanted to. But High Dive, man, I, I, you know what? I, I keep hearing more about and more about High Dive and how they're adding more stuff. They're trying to get more stuff on there, doing stuff with Viz Media and everything like that. Um, Sentai Filmworks, you know, they're getting involved with the, the Sentai Filmworks. And also, because I think the CEO, John Ledford, is also the CEO of High Dive, so that makes sense. But, I mean, that's they're making moves, dog. And I think, honestly, I would love to do a thing where you guys who have High Dive right now, you fucking make, like, an audio testimonial or you or something like that, and you, like, send it to me and Danny and and Nick, and we can play them in the episode or something. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm excited. Like, this gets me hype. Like, Crunchyroll, I'm sorry. Crunchyroll, I feel like they, in the last couple of years especially, have gotten a little too big for their britches, and they've kind of just done some shit. And the, the, with the, qual- the video quality for the non-premium accounts and things like that, and... I don't know, man. And their their user their user interface is crappy. I don't know, man. Maybe it's time that we we start giving the, some of the mantle, some of the load to all these other places. You know, it's kind of like what I said about Netflix. You know, Netflix is kind of going down the pooper. Um, obviously, though, if you want to watch Sound and Fury, um, you should have Netflix. So it's a Netflix exclusive. But I don't know. Let me know what you guys think about this. This is crazy. It's some crazy shit. I would very much like to know what you guys think of this for sure. That being said, that was those are my big pieces. Thank you for listening every week. I love you guys so much. Don't forget, new episodes of Terrace Talk with Quoka and Claire come out every Tuesday on the Anime Summit Podcast Network. Every Thursday, the main podcast for Anime Summit comes out. And then my newscast every fucking Saturday. And if you're a patron, you get early access to all of those. As soon as they're done being edited, you get it right away. So, booyah shaka. Check that out, okay? Become a patron today. I would love you very much. I love you eternally. Thank you so much. That being said, I've been Sam, and this has been the Anime Summit Newscast.